It's a very simple thing. It's called smoking weed. Okay. You're listening to the only podcast in the universe where clothing is optional, but pot is not. Broadcasting from FEMA Region 7, it's Bowl After Bowl with your hosts, Lorian and Spencer. Get me a bottle of whiskey and a bowl. Bowl after bowl till he's sick. Yeah, he does seem a bit woozy, doesn't he? Seeming a bit woozy, bowlers. What do you think about that? Woozy? That's no good. But that's a great ISO you have. Great ISO, great ISO. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about coom sounds. We're going to talk about um, our friend Adela Wisdom. We're going to talk right. about a lot of things tonight. It's going to be a great show. Yeah, happy episode 35. Episode 35. It is August 11th, 2020. The most fucked of all years, I guess, that I've been alive. August has been explosive. As far as I can tell. So far. As far as I can tell, it's pretty silly. Updates in uh, our life. We had a lovely photo shoot over the weekend. Yes, we did. It was so much fun. Out in Kansas. Second time we've been to this little inn. Little tiny place. A little small place outside of Wichita. Older place. Heart-shaped jacuzzi is the big draw. Yeah. And then it's surrounded by mirrors on three sides of this jacuzzi, right? So the first one we shot in was like a red tub, but we didn't really shoot because we didn't have like our good camera stuff. That's right. We just had the one camera, the little handheld. And we didn't even have a tripod to put it on, so we like, I had it jammed up in the fucking drop ceiling, like all precarious, <laughs> remember? I remember that, yeah. Uh, I think funny. I have a little crappy video from that, but... Uh, I will say the shots and video we took this weekend are much better. Yeah, we were prepared this time. Well, it's good to like go out once and then you kind of get an idea for what you want and what you need. And, and we found out that more than one room has the heart-shaped jacuzzi. Yeah. Because at first I thought it was just that one room we got. Well, I think the one just has the red one. So this time we there was like a black and gray kind of swirly. It's like a black marble yeah. looking plastic. Like oh, marble kind of stuff, you know? Yeah, it was, it was pretty. The, the tub color. I guess you would say, or design. I don't know what you would say. What would I say? Who knows? Only you. But we did a bath, a bubble bath, and then we did a milk bath, and then we tried to put Fruit Loops in it, and we didn't have enough Fruit Loops. It looked kind of cool, but it was dollar store Fruit Loops, and even if the box looks really big, just get more than enough Fruit Loops yes. if you're going to do a milk bath shoot. That's the tip from us to you. We had more than enough creamer, though. Yeah, we got this uh, three. A... We got a three pound, like the cheapest Walmart, the cheapest, largest Walmart uh, creamer that you can get. That's another tip uh, for these milk bath photo shoots: is just use dry non dairy creamer. It's much easier to clean. It looks the same, and it's far, far, far cheaper. Far cheaper. Yep. If you were silly enough to fill an entire tub up with like four dollars a gallon milk, no. then I'm sorry about you. Let alone having to like keep it, so you'd have to keep it cold so it doesn't like go bad and stink. Ugh. But then if you get in it cold, you're gonna go into shock. Yeah, that's not good. You don't want so, to do that to someone. Yeah, the creamer looks awesome. The creamer is great first, look, and uh, yeah. Yeah, we first experimented with it on Valentine's Day. That's right. And I know I've seen a lot of the milk bath photos, but 
I really enjoy ours quite a bit more than most of them that I look at. The roses were great. Another tip for you, uh, because a lot of people like to float things in their tub, and the most one of the more popular options being florals, flowers. Uh, You need real flowers if you're going to do that, because the fake shit will not float. It's going to sink, and then you'll be sunk. Yeah. But the real flowers will float. So there's another hot tip for you, uh, milk bath photographers out there listening to the show. I know you're out there. Can't hide from me. Takes one to know one. <laughs> yeah, the Fruit Loops, uh, what can I say? Bring one of those pool scoopy net things mm-hmm. to round them up if you're going to use cereal of any kind because they got soggy so fast. They did get soggy so fast. And then, of course, the mirror brings in awesome, interesting applications because, well, an enormous purple dong. And maybe this might be better for behind the curtain stuff. What do you think? Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's keep that for behind the curtain. Maybe we'll save that for behind the curtain. Yeah. Okay. Circle back to it. Yeah. Make a note. Circle back. Uh, I'll tell the story of my Kuma ISOs behind the curtain too, but I did get some uh, really neat ISOs that you might have heard at the intro. Bowl after bowl till he's sick. That's right. right. That's right. Well, I found this tool, and maybe I'll try to find it again because I didn't bookmark it like a fool, but it's in my history. You know how you have to just dig through. Uh, there's this tool that will search like a movie and TV show transcripts, which nice. is perfect if you're looking for a phrase. And the only place that I found bowl after bowl was in MASH. Can you believe it? Father Mokehi of all people. Uh, Gold. Yes. <laughs> That's a score. I mean, so like, let me think. Let me see. Do you have the whole clip? Here's the whole clip. Let's try to just listen to the whole clip. Okay, yeah. Let's see if uh, it'll allow us to do that. What do you think? Yeah, he does seem a bit woozy, doesn't he? Uh, ooh. His breath is pure hellfire. <laughs> you know, we had a dog like this back at the seminary. Rosie, get me a bottle of whiskey and a bowl. I'm going to cure Irving the same way we cured that dog at the seminary. By letting him drink bowl after bowl till he's sick. Father, I think your brain's stuck in first gear. Okay. All right. So, I mean, that was almost a treasure trove. Yes. Because, you know, of course you've got the, the obvious pick. Bowl after bowl till he's sick. But you also got little lovely things like uh get me a bottle of whiskey and a bowl oh yes i mean that's just like a constant order anyway here's that's my right. bottle of whiskey right here in my left hand and there's the bowl and there's the bowl that i left in to my right, right hand <laughs> things theater are falling of, theater of the mind theater of the mind look i'm holding them i had to pick them up but like psh, you can't even see me why the fuck am i picking them up anyway We've got them. We've got them. Get me a bottle of whiskey and a bowl. So another thing that was funny and just kind of you can use any time. His breath is pure hellfire. Yeah. Which, by the way, I kind of just like rushed out the door, rolling out of bed. My breath was pure hellfire. Oh, no. And I only knew that because of the goddamn mask that traps it in your own face. So you're breathing your own bad breath into your face all day. But Gross. That's why. uh, Yeah, he does seem a bit woozy, doesn't he? I was about to fall over. That's like the one good thing about masks, I guess. Breath containers. I mean, eh. so you venture out. So, I'd rather some asshole stranger smell it than me. <laughs> yeah, because then you're trapped in it. Yeah. You ventured out today. I did venture out by today. yourself. Nothing new really to report. 
masks are still everywhere, still required. Well, I was surprised when we were in Kansas to see the majority, maybe not the majority, but there were quite a few people not wearing masks and no one was asking any questions. Yeah, Walmart was the only place that they kind of were like, uh, 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 but there was like a family in front of us that walked in that mask and we were just like, yeah, medical, medical, man, kind of mumbled at them and they left us alone. Yeah. There was a guy out front, an employee, handing out the disposable masks. Mm-hmm. Um, but he just, he waved to us. Yeah, they don't really they give just a waved. shit out there. Just kind of refreshing. That was nice. Usually that's like uh, what we're known for here in Missouri. But as Lee pointed out at our KC meetup, he said, oh, I only need the masks when I go over to the Missouri side. I know. <sighs> it's so sad. It's so disappointing. Just broke my heart to hear. What happened? What happened to the fucking freedom? Yeah, and the show me. To do what you want and to ignore the crazies. Can't we just ignore the crazies? I Is do. Is it possible? I love if you... I haven't been on the face sack for like three weeks and I just logged in today and I got like all these fucking notifications that have piled up. But if you scroll through the th- timeline, everybody is talking about Karen but everyone has a different idea of who Karen is. So, oh. like, if you're a mask disciple, then Karen's the one who's not wearing a mask. Versus if you don't give a fuck about a mask, then Karen's the one making you wear a mask. Oh, interesting. But everybody's shitting on Karen. They just have a different idea of who Karen is. Hmm. But it, it actually, for, it's like the only fucking thing unifying anyone right now. Because <laughs> you can be okay. on the total opposite sides of any of the issues or any of the politics and just... On the street, be like, oh, the fucking Karen. Yeah, fuck Karen. Like, you'll be fine. Everyone agrees. Everyone agrees. Unless your name is really Karen. Unless your name is Karen, and then you just go, I wish you would stop. Yeah. That can you do. It's like being named Monica in the 90s. Just gets tough there for a second. Just gets tough. Well, Kansas City is catching up to Lake of the Ozarks with the uh, Mask Freedom News, though. Oh. There was a concert with 300 people in attendance on 18th and Vine this weekend. And photos and videos were spreading like wildfire on social medias with no one hardly wearing a mask. People were outraged. Oh, no. And then it made bigger news platforms outside of the local. Oh, no. Which I just hope boosts our tourism. Come to Kansas City. Why don't people focus on Sturgis, man? Leave us alone. 300 ain't shit. No, I know. It's really nothing. The Lake of the Ozarks mayor is a... Really happy that they keep making the national news because he said that their tourism is way up. That makes sense. It's awesome. It's a bit like the Streisand effect, right? Like, no, no, bad. This is bad. And then everybody's like, oh, I'm on a, I want a piece of that. I want to be bad. I want to be bad. <laughs> bad on oh. the lake. Oh. oh, so bad. The baddest. Badass. Well, Washington post has said that get this this is confusing to me wapo says that wearing a neck gaiter is worse than wearing no mask at all hmm. they did a study with like 14 different types of masks to check the particles coming through and uh, just hate on the neck gaiters they failed so bad they said just don't wear a mask okay i'm in i'm in i'm in they said n95s were the best yeah okay whatever just seems like an interesting way to present the data. Yeah, it's all horse shit. How about that? Yeah. You heard it yeah. here first, folks. It's all horse shit. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, maybe it's just a hit piece. I anytime, no shop anytime you're gators. scrolling along and you see an article and it says study finds. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking don't even click on it uh study suggests is even a better one. Oh yeah studies suggest reading this mm. article will give you fucking brain cancer click here yeah that's how i feel about it that's like the american heart association propaganda that was going around saying i you saw, saw that? that i saw that yeah Marijuana is not good for your heart, comma, studies say. Yeah. See, if you read this one closely, this is even a more hilarious hack job because it's not a study. Right. It is a review of previous studies. So basically just a guy that went through and fucking cherry picked the data to say that weed's bad for your heart. Yeah. He just went through and combed it and found all the studies that suggest that. I know. I, I saw that and I was just like, you gotta be kidding me. How can they get away with this? No, that's all they do. Really, it seems like the bulk of the media. It's kind uh, of this, uh, it's just constant. Just propaganda, propaganda. Never gonna get away from it. No, it's true. I have a I have a great study shows though for when we go behind the curtain oh, later in the show. Oh, all right. So we've but been until then. we've been alluding to it a few times, but uh, you remember last show we talked about the advice to not smoke on the show, uh, and the advice to kind of keep to pacing. So we actually re-listened to the show because thanks, Bimrose, we got on the uh, no no agenda stream again for episode thirty-four. He's tended to play it like a few hours after the Sunday uh, no agenda show which is very cool, and we're very thankful for that. Uh, and re-listening to that one was actually a lot of fun because I thought it was improved. Like, when I finished the show live, I was like, wow, thank God we, like, just ended it because it was, like, it felt like it was falling apart to me. Yeah. I don't know what it felt to you. Doing it live, it felt like it was just the, the off the rails. It felt off the rails, and so we ended it. <laughs> uh, and I said Brian Bimrez was right as I ended it, which... I mean, I think was a huge factor in us getting played again, but uh, that's neither here nor there. Uh, basically, we want to have a segment of the show where, you know, even with the audience, we do little simultaneous rips and whatever. Um, not coming into the thing like teetotaling or anything necessarily, and of course we're sipping on beers the whole time, but then behind the curtain is where we can actually like say, you know, we got through the bulk of our, the meat of our topics for the show we're going to kind of transition into uh maybe more segmenty stuff that's concrete plus like the more lewd sexual stuff and the the idea is that we go behind the curtain kind of like in any head shop or any uh little hippie shop they'll have that little beaded curtain and behind all of that that's where your bongs are and your bowls are and your porno mags are and all that stuff you have to be 18 for uh behind the curtain so that's kind of not that our show is going to be like unnecessarily a family affair on this side of the curtain um but we're going to try and keep most of that behind the curtain news in general is not family friendly just gonna see how it goes but that again just like uh our good friend mr nick the rat this is why we do it at night because it's kind of the night vibes it's the night time uh people are winding down People have gotten over the stress of work, hopefully, by now. They've had their bowl and their other bowl, and then they're ready to smoke bowl after bowl by the time now rolls around. Yeah. Because, you know, that's kind of what we're here for. We're here for you, guys. 
you listeners. Speaking of being here for you also, we're trying to constantly update and improve the website. And so it continues to be a work in progress. We're kind of doing a little chip at a time, a little piece at a time, a little here, a little there. And the most recent update is we can now accept Bitcoin through uh, the BTC Pay. So I have my own BTC Pay server. What that does is anonymizes every transaction. So um, the easiest way to accept Bitcoin is just to put your receive receive address, uh, you know, like a public key for a, or a public receipt address, not your public key, but um, an address to your wallet so that you can s- receive donations. Uh, but the problem is that you get into multi-use of the same uh, address, which the more times it's used, the more of a security issue it becomes. And I'm no expert on the blockchain. I'm just kind of like a Bitcoin participant for a long time. I've been like buying, selling, and spending them for quite a long time, but not by any means an expert about the back end. Um, but yes, on the uh, on the public ledger, uh, Duodenum points out in the chat that uh, someone can look at your receive address and like see how much is on it or how much has been put in there in the public ledger. Uh, so this BTC pay server basically just anonymizes the transaction and it gives you a new address every time. It's a unique... Um, it's uniquely generated when you go to donate. So that's on the donate page at bullafterbull.com. You can just click donate. And uh, the default there is set at $4.20, $4.20 USD. But you can type in any number in that. And you can also choose from, I think it's four different currencies. Uh, there's US dollars. There's uh, pounds sterling, the Great Britain. Uh, there's Bitcoin. So you could like send us a specific Bitcoin number, or there's one other thing. I don't really remember. Probably euros or something. But yeah, you've got options. If there's other cryptos that you would like to see us add, we will do our best. Just uh, email spencer at bullafterbull.com or lorian at bullafterbull.com. I know a guy who's very into Dogecoin, and I have some Doge as well, so that'll be the next thing that we add. But it was enough to get that Bitcoin going. So I haven't even actually tested tested it. I did a, I kind of pulled it up so that I know that the system works on generating a little QR code and stuff like that but as far as sending it I haven't sent anything yet so we'll see how it goes but I just wanted to put that out there and then of course we take bat we've talked about that so that's a brave browser thing um but yeah that's, yeah that's our little update on the website that's what I've been doing in the background awesome work Thanks. killing it yeah what can I say eh, what can I say what more can I say yay we saw Trump get pulled from his briefing yesterday. Yeah, what was that all about? Se- Active shooter. Secret. Oh, Secret Service actively shot someone twice. Mm-hmm. Updates on the story was that it was a 51-year-old guy from Maryland. They shot him twice in the torso, found no gun on him, and whatever object he may have drawn has not been identified. F- he- 51. Yeah. Five plus one is six. Three, three six plus three. By three. Is, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> or six divided by two. I messed it up. I messed up my train of thought. Uh, he's a thirty-three by three plus three. association. Yeah. No. No, not really. <laughs> Fifty-one. I can deal with. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Biden's got his running mate. That's right. Everybody's talking about Kamala Harris as VP pick. You can't go anywhere without being flooded with uh, fellatio memes. Buy those fellatio memes. They're hot right now. The sniff and blow campaign. I'll suck your cock for a thousand dollars. Or a Senate seat. Yeah. Yeah. 
or a VP pick. See, the weird thing about it was last night there was like this story that broke that she unfollowed Joe Biden from all these social media accounts. She unfollowed him on Twitter. She unfollowed him on Instagram. And everybody was like, oh, they've had the meeting and she's out. Like, that was kind of the interpretation, which still, I don't, that's the thing. I haven't seen it rediscussed now that she's like officially the pick. So was that like a, oh, uh, what, what was it? What was going on? <laughs> I'll unfollow you if you don't pick me. I mean, and, I don't know. And and did it work? <laughs> that would like, be did it cuckoo. fucking work? Like, <laughs> I don't understand. I don't understand. Yeah. I don't understand because it's like, okay, if Kamala Harris's account unfollows you on Twitter, and then like, it could be just a thing, right? But all of her accounts unfollowed all of Joe Biden accounts. It was like uh, hard to say it was just an accident. Yeah. And I don't know. It's uh it's just very strange. I haven't seen and I looked. So if anybody has found something that revisits what the hell was going on there, um send a link to me cuz I'm really interested in figuring out what the fuck that was all about. Yeah, that's strange for sure. You know what else is strange? What's strange? How explosively hot August has been so far. Do you know there's been explosions like every day? Explosions as in like Yes, I have a bombs going off. Yeah, things go. Yeah, being engulfed in flames and whatnot all around the world. Hmm. In the first ten days of the month, there were thirty events. Thirty events. Is there an event yeah. tracker? Is there? I, like a, I made one. Wow, you've <laughs> been tracked the you've event. You've been tracking them live. Starting on August third. Jesus. Haesan, North Korea. Okay. Huge building, explodes, goes okay. up in flames. Hmm. But guess what? Don't know anything about it because it's North Korea. Sure. Nothing's confirmed. There's just videos from the border of all the flames. What was it? Who knows? We may never know. Huh. Then, same day, chemical factory explodes in Zhengtao. Excuse me if I'm butchering that. China. Not far from Wuhan. His breath is pure hellfire. Maybe it was his breath causing all this. Of course, Beirut happened on... Beirut. Beirut happened on August 4th. St. Paul, Minnesota. No, that was a big fucking boom. And who yes. saw the gifts of that missile going in? Like a huge missile? I saw a goat flying in, too, in a gift. A goat? <laughs> yeah. With the goat scream. <laughs> <laughs> that might have been dacted. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a goat. Just kidding. It was a joke. Uh, there's like a, a good angle of it where you can see... And a lot of people were like, it's a bird, it's a bird, it's just a fucking oh. bird. But And I guess I was like, sure, okay, if you're looking at the original image. But then if you look just at a uh, infrared, where they flop the colors or a negative kind of... Yeah, like inverted colors. It's clear as clear. It's like obviously a missile. Huh. The length is there, the... the yeah. Wow. I saw one picture that sort of looked like a drone, but I was like, drone there can't fire a missile. But looks like drones up there. Maybe they're like looking. I don't know. No. no one knows. But it's just like, it's a little easier to see if you do that uh, color swap. I don't know what they call it in After Effects. Like the video was entitled infrared, but it's not like it would have had to be an infrared camera if it was real infrared. You know, right. you have to film that in infrared. They this just is just a color inversion. It's just a simple switch, but it makes it a little bit easier to see what's going on in that uh, puff of smoke. I don't know. The jury's out, but it did look suspicious. And the thing was that when the thing hit, <laughs> you know, you see this thing go in and like right when it disappears into the ground, the explosion happens like ex absolutely s synchronized. Huh. 
Well, and also the prime minister stepped down too after a bunch of protests. Prime minister of uh, Lebanon. Right. Right. Well, I mean, yeah. Why? Uh, I mean, why draw it out and get Gaddafi'd? When you see the regime regime change coming, you might as well just say, "Okay, yeah. you can have it. Fuck it." Well, same day that that happened, there was an apartment building construction site that went up in flames mysteriously in St. Paul, Minnesota. Hmm. Hot August. I'm telling you, hot August. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is this is my favorite story of the 30 events that occurred. Okay. On August 5th in Schenectady, New York, a former mayor was killed at Innovative Test Solutions after a high-pressure food processor experienced a catastrophic failure during trial operational tests. Oh, isn't that a shame? Crazy. You just happened to be there when a very powerful food processor blows. I mean, it really does blow if it fucking killed a guy. Yeah. Former mayor. He might not have been the only one that died. I think it might have been like five people. It was one one of three people taken to the hospital and other two victims' conditions aren't known. They'll expect one of us amongst the wreckage. Yeah. Damn, I fucked that up. (laughs) (laughs) I gave it my best, though. I gave it my best. That's all you could ask, right? Yeah. Yeah. Ajman, United Arab Emirates. Fire broke out in the marketplace August 5th. North Dakota, Minnow, North Dakota. Some uh, improvised explosive device went off in a local residence. That's not good. Iraq, there is a fire broke out in a storage facility. Hmm. That's all August 5th. August That's a busy 6th, day. There was a house explosion in Iowa and a propane tank blew up in Virginia at a pizza shop. Pizza shop. Okay. August 7th. Here this one this was a busy day. In Oregon, a pump house fire, pump house fire caused an above ground pressure tank failure which triggered an explosion. In York, Pennsylvania, manholes were blowing off because there was an underground electrical fire. The UNICEF in Congo had a warehouse that was destroyed by a fire. And in Italy, there was a fire that broke out at a textile factory. Excuse me? What? Oh, also, and probably most importantly, the World Trade Center Tower in Brussels mysteriously caught on fire on August 7th. They said it was insulation material that caught on fire, and no one was seemingly in the building i think it was under construction or something but or under repairs everyone would be losing their shit right now everyone is losing their shit right now and everything is going up in flames that's just like pretty wild man it just goes on and on and i know august is a hot month but boy (laughs) it's just explosive we are a hot country we are hot country this list goes on and on but i don't want to bore you (laughs) We're, we're only seven days into this, people, and I now we're at August 11th. I have five more days of content I could fill you with, but it just feels like it's dragging on and on. It's very slippery and very hot. Very hot. So instead, you want to hear my top 333 stories? Yeah. Or do you want me to finish all 30 of these explosions? I think that the listeners understand there was a lot of fucking explosions. Yes. Big places going boom. We're looking. We're on the lookout it's just, yeah, a lot of stuff. If an explosion just flew over your house, email us at spencer at bullafterbull.com. No, just call us. At bullafterbull.com. 816-607-3663. Leave a voicemail. By the way, today's uh, first time I ever topic is the first time I ever got pulled over. So we all know 
you DJs in the smoker or in the toker or in the bowl or whatever the fuck we call it on the show. <laughs> everybody in the, there, in social, the, everybody listening. Everybody in the bowl knows that uh, they've been pulled over at least once, so you can fess up, tell us your story. Six zero seven three six six three. That's the eight one six. That's right. <laughs> Coming out of KC. Gotta share that area code. Eight one six six zero seven three six. Six, three. So my first top three thirty-three story this week is that a 33-year-old tech CEO was found dismembered in his condo in New York. Oh, my God. They've got video of a guy dressed all in black going up the elevator with him. And this is like that luxury condo where the elevator goes right into your apartment. So that's oh, all they see. okay. They just see him so getting you gotta in. you got to have a key card to that's right. pick your room, basically, and then it's right into your right in your room yes but it's very gruesome this attack let's see what did he found ceo of gokata nigeria's motorcycle ride hail company Mm. his sister came into his apartment and found his torso in the living room and like all his other body parts were stuffed in bags all over the place gruesome that is gruesome rest in pieces what uh tech company was he it's called gokada g-o-k-a-d-a huh never heard of it nigerian motorcycle ride hail company (laughs) (laughs) that sounds like something pole would describe itself as (laughs) (laughs) oh that constantly shifting meme well this is a nigerian ride sharing motorcycle board yeah yeah. Catch a ride here. Catch a ride. A guy uh, got arrested in a Pennsylvania casino when he dropped 33 grams of meth on the floor. Ain't that a bitch? I hate when that happens. God damn it. If it had been 15 or 27 grams, it would not have been a story. But of course, it had to be 33 grams. <laughs> and now, folks, we have news. Yeah, it's not even like... Man drops bag of meth on the floor. It's right. man drops bag containing 33 grams of meth on floor. Yeah, that's the headline. Of he Wind also Creek dropped Casino, huh? Yeah, in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. He also dropped a phone and a digital scale. Not good, man. Oh, Not shit. Good. Need some zippers on those pockets or something. Should have had a lot of st- A lot of tweakers were left <laughs> high and dry that night, I'm sure. Should have had his stash undies on. Hey! He didn't, though. He didn't. He fucked up. Yep. He forgot about the ultimate stash undie, the stash butthole. <laughs> yeah. Just put it up your butthole. <laughs> and my third and final top 333 story of the night is that the Boeing communication chief resigned over a 33-year-old article. He said that he didn't think uh, women should serve in combat. Of course, so what's that all about? He's walking back those comments now, hmm. 33 years later, and resigning. Well, why don't we uh, sign women up for the draft, huh? Selective service, anyone? Mm. Haven't they done that? They were talking I about doing they, it. I thought they did. I don't think it's been done yet, but I know that it's been talked about. Well, if you know the answer, leave us a voicemail, 816-607-3663. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Yeah. I'm loving these voicemails. We do have one already, but... We can save it for a second. Okay. If you have another... Uh, no, those are my top 333. The top 333 I by could, This is the thing. I could go on and on with 33 stories because, it's, I mean, just look at the news. Every 33 just, minutes, one is uh, presented. That's true. But I thought if I did a top 333 every week, 
It would give me my 33 fix that I need so I don't go into withdrawal about talking about it since I'm into the, you know, crazy numbers. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, don't have to bore you with it. Oh. That's for you. A strike. Strike. That's right. We had a good conversation after our gutter ball segment last week about how... And you, we agreed. We were on the same page. Mm-hmm. I just said, if we're going to do a gutter ball, we should also have a strike segment. Balance it out. Yeah. Best stories, worst stories. Or not worst, but, you know, like fail stories, winning stories. Yes. You've got to love it. You've got to love it. You want me to give you my strike story? Yeah. That I me, come with today? Let me give I like, uh, you know, we started gutter balls last week, but Lorian was like, well, we got to have some strikes in there, too. It can't just be all gutter balls, so. That's right. Let's hear a strike. Okay, using my favorite number again. Uh-oh. Um, a painter in Jamaica won $33 million jackpot using the same numbers he's used for 10 years. And he dressed as Mario to collect his winnings. Nice. Yeah, that is nice. You want to hear another nice story? Uh, Let me do this one in between it. Oh, okay. Because this is weed-related. Oh, Michigan cannabis worker allegedly licked pre-rolls, sparking (laughs) vast recall. Michigan marijuana regulators issued a broad product recall Thursday based on a confirmed complaint that a processing worker licked pre-rolls. That would be a gutter ball. But hey. Uh, that's how you roll a fucking joint, right? See, before I even, before I read this story, I didn't even think of the implications, but of course, every medical program is implemented by, like, a department of health, and so the health department's gonna say, oh, you can't lick J's. Well. Which, I guess, like, okay, I get it. I I get it. I get it. But at the same time, I don't get it, because I've been stoning for so long. And, like, just blunts, okay. If you roll a blunt correctly, you have to slobber all over the fucking thing. Like, it takes so much spit to, like, really get it to stick together right. And then you gotta, you know, you just bick it. You just bick it to seal it, you know? And that also kind of burns off any uh, Ronas or whatever you got. Look, smoking a licked joint, especially when licked by someone else, is merely a firmware update for your immune system. Nothing more. Nothing more. Yeah. Not to mention that when you're sucking down the joint, it's literally on fire the yeah. entire time. I would be very interested to see studies on um, pathogens passed by smoking licked J's. Uh, the center's processing license has been suspended for 14 days, according to MLive.com. It's an overall unhygienic process that has the potential to spread a host of respiratory and gastrointestinal illnesses. Bob Wheaton, public information officer for the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services, wrote in an email to Marijuana Business Daily. An analog in food safety would be a cook at a restaurant licking someone's eating utensils. Uh, Okay, so are the eating utensils on fire the whole time you're using them? Do you set them on fire? No, it's not the same. Not to mention that your eating utensils are covered in, like, disinfectant, like, every single time that they're used. Sometimes multiple times. Uh, Yes. While there probably isn't sufficient data to make a judgment about the possibility of COVID-19 transmission, Wheaton wrote, because he couldn't not put that in there, 
we do not think that we can eliminate the possibility. The virus that causes COVID-19 can certainly be found in saliva. So there's another thing that is ruined by your fucking regulation process. Congratulations. You played yourself! So you get a recall notice on the J's you just bought, the pre-year-old J's. And right, oh. right. They've got to throw away, like, I think it was like 3,000 J's. Uh, no one's going to bring them in to throw away. I know, right? Like, what, I get a re- they're just going to, okay, look. If I get a recall notice, it's like, in my email, it's like, bling. Oh, uh, we're sorry, sir, but uh, the, those pre-rolled joints you bought, uh, a, a guy licked them all. Yeah, and you're saying, well, uh, figured and already smoked There's it. probably like a rule. There's probably like, I'm sorry, but if you have to uh, pre-roll J's, you have to have a little sponge that you dip in, in, in the saline solution. And then and then you uh, brush the sponge upon the paper and then you roll it up and seal it because we can't, we can't use saliva. Okay. Uh, it's dangerous. and It contains pathogens. Okay. Okay. Now here's your weed. They're getting burned one way or another. Bro. Hey, I'm, I saw that story. I don't know. So what is the company supposed to do? Stop selling pre-rolls or like well, buy cones and like stuff them? They, I'm telling you, man. Now, I don't know the answer because uh, it never says that, but it's got to be a wet sponge, right? I mean, there's got to be a solution that I, I guarantee you they like ask you to do a Just wet sponge or dip your finger or some kind of insane shit. Like, that's fine and all, but god damn, dude. It's really not that big of a deal. No, I think it's absolutely <laughs> heinous. I mean, in the society we live in where everything is wrapped inside of a wrapper, inside of another wrapper, inside of a box, fuck, like, all this trash I gotta throw out just because, like, we're terrified of any kind of liability when it comes to germs. Now, I get that, like, at the Industrial Revolution, like, things were just absolutely disgusting, gross, but I... I feel like maybe we have overcorrected. That's just that's just what I'm saying. I think that it's too far the other way now. Everything is sterile. Everything is sanitized. Everything, especially in COVID, it's like peak sanitation, peak sterilization. Like yeah. I can't even breathe a germ or like somebody else is going to get sued. Give me a fucking break, dog. I remember like a month into COVID, going to the grocery store, no mask, whatever. But anytime someone used a debit card the um, cashier had to spray it down with bleach water yeah. and wipe it after every single transaction. That lasted like five days. Yeah, they don't do that anymore, but no. that was crazy. No, now that we all wear masks, I, like there's no way it can spread anyway, right? I'm not wearing a mask. I'm spreading it. I'm spreading it. No, that's wrong. You said there's no way it can spread. And the people <laughs> telling you to wear masks will tell you that you can still catch it while wearing a mask. So it can spread if you catch it, but you can't spread it, supposedly, if you have a mask on. I don't freaking know. It depends no one on knows. what day it is and what source you read. And Welcome a clown world. How Dr. Anthony Fauci is feeling that day. I wonder if he'll chime in. He's always got something brilliant to say. <laughs> oh yeah. COVID proof threesome advice on the last episode. Yeah, you know. I got another strike. I got another strike. Okay. This one makes me so happy. Alright, let's hear it. Okay. This guy with a metal detector in England was just a, he's a professional metal detectionist, if that's a term. Okay, like this guy travels, brings his metal detector, he was having a drink at a pub and he decided to whip out the old metal detector and take it for a walk. Well, they were doing some construction behind and so things were like grazed down and he got a hit. And it turned out to be 
hundreds of thousands of dollars worth, well, pounds, I suppose, of silver coins from the English Civil War era. Just neatly tucked into one pile. He just found like a lump of them. Wow. They're just all there, right under the ground. So Easy like to dig the out, Dread too. Dread Pirate Roberts just like left them right there or Gosh, something? Gosh, yes. Whoever. Genius. That's a literal strike. Strike it rich, man. Yeah. We're going to give him another one. I think we need to take our metal detector out for a whirl. Yeah. Everywhere we go. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. Construction sites, graze down. Let's see. Let's see what they're churning up. I have one more, if you care to hear. Oh, give me one more. Okay, I'll I give love you this one strike part. more. I know. These are such feel-good news stories. It's so nice. All these gutter balls made me want to go on strike, so now this is great. Well, maybe we should work a gutter ball in between the strikes. Yeah, I only had one. Oh, I've got three. Wait, hang on. I only brought one gutter ball story. Oh. Womp, womp, womp. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Okay. I've got three again. All right. So there's a Canadian brewery, and they had to walk back a name that they gave to a pale ale. Because it was a Maori word. I may be saying that wrong. M-A-O-R-I. Maori. Don't I don't know. Okay. Well, anyways. We're going to go with Maori. The word is huru huru. Huru huru. I, huru huru. I don't know if I'm saying that right either, but they <laughs> believed it meant light as a feather. Turns out it's got a lot of meanings, and one of them is pubic hair. So they are changing it. They don't want to drink any pubic hairs. Yeah. I'm, I don't blame them. I'm, I know you said uh, strike, but I'm classifying that as a gutter ball. <laughs> oh, I said, st oh, I changed. I'm sorry. I just went to gutter ball. That was a gutter ball. Okay, good. No, that's good then. It's working. Everything is working. See, what we really should do for this ultimate format is you just have like a bunch of stories in the shoot and then I'll just... You classify them as I read them? Strikes or gutter balls, yeah. It's a guess. Okay, here's another one. Can you guess what it is? <laughs> okay, um, readers are embarrassed for author who made epic mistake in serious history book. Ooh, there's good hints in that headline. I like that. Yes. What happened? John Boyne who's known for penning The Boy in the Striped Pajamas, came out with a book this July entitled A Traveler at the Gates of Wisdom. Well, he didn't have too much wisdom because in one point he described folks dyeing a, a dress and they said that the ingredients for the dye included bizarre objects like octorock eyeball, red lizalfos, and four Hylian shrooms. Hylian. Where does that come from? Is that a Zelda reference? Yeah. He took things out of Zelda and put them in his historical book. What a nerd. <laughs> okay, apparently an octorock is an octopus-like monster best known for their method of attack, which is shooting rock projectiles from their cylindrical snouts in short intervals. Yeah, every time you wash up on a beach or something... In there Zelda, and then like you just start off with only a shield, and then it's always those octo dicks like walking around, and you gotta like hold the shield out so they don't bump you, and then they can shoot those balls all the way across the screen. So then you gotta deflect them with the shield too. It's like all you got's the shield, shield, shield. So you're like dodging these assholes and uh, their projectiles. Yeah, but yeah, you can't just put them in your book about something else. <laughs> a nonfiction book. <laughs> it's like, oh, no one's ever played Zelda. They'll never remember this. 
His response to all of this was, LOL, that is actually kind of hilarious. I'm totally willing to own it. Something tells me I'll be telling this anecdote on stage for many years to come. He said, LOL? <laughs> it was a tweet response. Okay. I was going to say. And then he said, he said I'm going to leave it. What type of boomer shit is that? <laughs> LOL. LOL, fellow kids. Fellow kids, yeah. <laughs> he said, I'll leave it as is. I actually think it's quite funny. I don't remember, but I must have just Googled it. You think? Well, you certainly didn't play the game. No, or have your brain turned on in that instance. Or like typing into your doc, your Word document, you know, when the autocorrect is like, are you sure you didn't mean octopus? <laughs> you were like, no, I mean Octorock. I read it on the Google. Definitely Octorock. The cuckoo. In the walkthrough, it says Octorock. Man. So it must be that, man. Must be, must be. What a nerd. And uh, one more gutter ball, and then I'll wrap things up with a strike, okay? Okay, I'll guess which one it is. Oh, I just told you the order I was going to do it. (laughs) I'm sorry. I forgot you were guessing. That's okay. They're not hard to guess. No, it's not at all. They're complete opposites. One is amazingly great news and the other is just oh what a fail okay so an austrian tourist in italy there's another one that you say with an accent what did i say tourist a tourist yeah how do you say it? tourist tourist a tourist yeah like we go on a tour because we're tourists do you say tour as well yeah i go on a tour a tour interesting a tour <laughs> okay well I'm a Taurus. I like <laughs> going on tours and um like tours hammer. Watermelon. Okay, whatever. Do you like eating LA tacos? Only <laughs> I messed LA. it up. In LA, we go for hikes and we eat tacos. So okay, an Austrian tourist <laughs> has apologized <laughs> after damaging a two hundred and sixteen year old plaster sculpture. It was It was a sculpture of Napoleon's sister as Venus. He, uh, there's like a footage of it, security camera footage of it. And this guy, she's laying on a fainting chair. Okay. A chaise lounge. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And he like lays his body over her legs and breaks off her toes. Three toes. Lays took... his body over her legs. Do they have like video of it happening? Yes, I got video right here. Oh my it? god! Just look at this guy. He's a big guy too. Oh, he's he like just, laying. He down. lays on the statue on her foot. Breaks off. Oh, the toes. he was just trying to pose for a picture. Yeah, but instead of just standing respectfully next to the statue or just taking a picture of the statue without being in it, he lays his whole body across the thing. Oh, and then he like. Wanders around awkwardly and obviously yeah, instead just of just like getting the like fuck out minutes. of there. Yeah, and then he apologized. It's like, sorry, mate. Oops. Oh, sorry, mate. I didn't realize your toes were that fragile, mate. Um, what do you want me to do? Oops. <laughs> well, this hasn't been a great game. There's been a lot of gutters. Yeah. Market zero. And they've been like alternating too. But like. one more. I'm going to roll one more time, and this time, I take you to Richmond, Virginia. Did the toes break off in his ass, at least? (laughs) Asks the chat. (laughs) Oh, chat. Oh, blitzed. No, they were just laying there pathetically. 
I'm yeah. saying. He didn't even get no Jim, Jimmy's jollies out of it. Me Jimmy. Hey, you want to see me, mate? Me Jimmy. Yeah, my mate, me little mate, Jimmy. I use my little mate, ain't he? <laughs> I hope everyone watched the video we shared of the bionic penis last week before it gets removed from the internet. But anyway, it's in the show notes for last week's episode. In Richmond, Virginia, a man was waiting for his mama to go grocery shopping. And he was bored as hell, so he decided to get a scratch ticket. Oh, shit. He could not believe what he saw, so he waited till mom came out of the grocery store, and he was like, uh, can you take a look at this and tell me if I'm correct? And she was like, we won! Not only did they win, it's not like they got 40 bucks on a scratcher, or 10, like I get, or two, like I usually really or get. Or a free ticket. Free ticket, yeah, buy it. Good job, buy another... This guy won $200,000 on a scratcher. Feels good, man. Feels fucking nice. My great-grandpa is rolling over in his grave right now because we had that story about the Jamaican man winning the lottery using the same numbers he used for 10 years. I want to tell you a heartbreaking story about how my great-grandpa, who I lived with growing up, I grew up with my great-grandparents, he had the same numbers every time. Lotto, lotto, lotto. Same numbers. He was, like, really sick one week, and he didn't get them. He didn't buy his lotto. And I shit you not, his numbers were the ones that got picked. It just... Jesus. Fucking heartbreaking, dude. Wow. But anyway. Unbelievable. <laughs> what can you do? He's dead now, so. Dead and gone. I know what you'd be saying if you won $200. $200,000. <laughs> what would I be saying? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That is... <laughs> That's exact. I might say that for two hundred bucks on a scratcher too. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> uh, for two hundred bucks, you'd be more like. Uh, uh, oh, oh, two hundred bucks. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, two hundred thousand. I like money. I'll squirt right there for two hundred thousand. I like money though. If you don't have a story lined up, I'll move on to my. Well, I was wondering if you wanted to talk about the first time I ever. Oh, okay, sure. Got pulled over. Okay. We well, can talk about that. I had a question about that. Okay. <laughs> Just like with my last week. Another um, clarifying question. Can, Does it count can, if I wasn't driving? Is that what you're going to ask? That is what I was going to ask. No. Okay, well then. First time you were pulled over. I'm going to do this very loudly. Oh, no. I have never been pulled over driving. Because you never fucking drive. Wow. That's bullshit. I used to drive everywhere. I was a driving wow. queen in <laughs> high school. You gotta be shitting me. You've never been pulled over as the driver? No. Ask for your license? No. Ask for the registration? No. Ask for proof of insurance? No. Are you shitting me? No. All right. Well, I guess you'll have to go with your backup then. Okay. So the first time I was ever in a vehicle that was pulled over. (laughs) Yikes. This is so sad. (laughs) My great grandma was driving me to school and we hit the school zone and you know the flashing lights are on it's like speed limit 25 she must have been going 30 because she got pulled over and the guy told her she was going too fast and he berated her he looked in the back seat and he was like well at least the car seat is strapped correctly wow what a dick what a dick that was my first cop interaction too and i was like what a dick so what's that all about leave nana alone jesus nana maybe just keep it under the limit huh? yeah she does have like a lead foot. I'm not gonna lie, lead but lead but foot there, Nana. There's no way she was going over 35. I mean, some guys just want to like let it all out too. You know, they want to tell you what you're doing wrong because they're big and strong, and you're weak and dumb and small. 
Tell me about yours. First time I ever got pulled over, I was still on my learner's permit. (laughs) And uh, on Sundays, so we moved to a new house when I was coming of driving age. I think it was like a sophomore in high school when we moved to this new house. And it happened to be like right in the same neighborhood as our church. So like if you stood in my driveway and looked up the hill, you could see my church. Now you couldn't drive straight into the parking lot. You'd have to go kind of up, take a right turn, take a left turn, left turn, left turn. And you go around the church to get into the parking lot. There was Mm. no straight road there. So you kind of have to go around, but you could see it from right there. It was just like right there. It was less than one block away. So when I had my learner's permit... They'd let me, like, drive the van up to church. And then typically... Oh, my God. I lost my whole microphone. Just Whoa. Now. You did. Whoa, you got we're it. crazy. That's crazy. Everything's live. Unedited. Unedited. <laughs> Despite Ryan Bimrose begging me to edit, I shall do no such thing as edit. <laughs> Awkward and clumsy is the way we like it. Anyway, so typically, like... When church would happen, you'd go like Sunday school at nine and then church service would be at 1030. And there was like a meet and greet and eating donuts between. And then like there was like youth services during the service service or whatever. So like my parents would stay in the service and we'd like go to this other thing. But then I just stopped going to the other thing and I just fucking joyride around in the van. <laughs> Cause sure. you know yeah. you got a permit now, you got a thing, you got you got the key in your pocket, you got a van out in the parking lot, you can get in that van. Um, so I used to just like roam around. Now the catch is, when you're only uh, I guess it was 15 at the time, when you're only 15, and you're on a permit, you can't just drive by yourself. Right, you're supposed to have an adult with you. You're supposed yeah. to have an adult with you. Oh. Um, I got pulled over hauling all kinds of balls. I don't know what the hell I was doing, but it was like fast as fuck on country roads. And uh, I got pulled over. And I get, like, I mean, the cop was just like a real cop, like a real ass dude who just was like, wow, dude. You know, like, obviously, like, asked for my thing. I gave him a thing. He's like, this is a permit. I was like, yeah. He was like, do your parents know you're driving here? He's like, no. You know, you're going really fast. Yeah. He's like, like, goes back to his car and like makes me wait forever. And I'm just like, I know I'm like so fucked. I don't even have my license yet. I'm probably never going to get my license. He comes back. He's like, look, I'm going to give you this warning just this one time because your whole life could be screwed right now just because of this. And he explained to me kind of all the different things of like what it would do and how I wouldn't be able to get my license. I could have my permit revoked, this and this and this. And he was like, this is your one shot. Because obviously he like made his own note of what went down or whatever. He's like, and you're lucky it was me and this kind of stuff, you know. Yeah. And he like let the little fish go. And the little fish swam away right back to church. My God. Sat down, listened to the Lord. But yeah, first time I got pulled over wasn't so bad. You got lucky. I did get lucky. Now I would like to say, you gave me some shit earlier. You said I haven't gotten pulled over because I don't drive that much. No, sir. The reason I haven't gotten pulled over is because I am a role model driver. Ah, that must be it. It is. That must be it. I would love to compare driving hours sometime. (laughs) If there was like even a physical way to do that or possible way to do that. Yeah. Well, we could just log the miles in the vehicle. Hey, we got a voicemail kind of related to the topic. All right. All right. All right. Oh, wait. And before we play that, if you want to leave us a voicemail. 816-607-3663. I don't care what day you're listening to this. Just leave us one. That's right. If you're responding to old first time I ever stuff, we'll still play it. Yeah. Because it's relevant. 
That's right. But this caller told us a little bit. Hey, guys. I can't really think of the first time that I got pulled over. It happened so goddamn often. (laughs) But I do remember the first time I got pulled over and I was accused of trafficking drugs. I was in a truck that I had just bought from my uncle. looked like a Mexican mobile, but it was not. (laughs) And uh, I was driving through this shitty redneck town. And they saw me with my long hair driving around after midnight. And I wasn't smoking or doing shit. I was just out driving, enjoying the fucking fall air. Had my windows down, because you know me. I like fresh air, motherfucker. And uh, they stopped me for no fucking reason, because I was going under the speed limit. And they asked me why I was going so goddamn slow. I was like, I can't please you, motherfuckers. If I was going over the speed limit, you would have pulled me over, too. Anyway, they searched my truck claimed uh, they needed to get a drug dog in there because they found some stems of weed, which was bullshit because they wouldn't show me the stems. Of course. Mm. They get the dog there, and, of course, that lion-ass dog uh, claims he got a hit, so they had Mm -hmm. to fucking pull everything out of my truck. That's like my fucking stereo, the fucking speakers, all on the side of the fucking road. Then they didn't find anything, naturally, because I wasn't trafficking fucking drugs. And then they left it to me to put it all back in. Fucking yeah. redneck motherfucks. Anyway, I hope you guys have a great show. And if I can think of the real first time, I will let you know. But I love you. But not in the dick sucks kind of way. Mm, maybe so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we love you, Fletch. Thanks, Fletch. In the maybe so God. dick sucks kind of way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love confrontation, bro. I fucking savor it. Yeah. You're right, though. There's just no pleasing some cops. You're either going too fast, too slow. Yeah, you're just doing something that stands out. Ugh. Got a peace sign sticker on the back of your car, and you're the only one on the road? Fuck. Thank you, Fletch, for that epic voicemail that was like the jamma jammas. Yeah. I I actually have two more in the clip. I don't know if they're uh arrested related or i mean pulled over related but i do also want to relay somewhat but i'm gonna have to scroll and i'm gonna have to kind of stall with my talky talks well i have an email oh i got an email one let me open it up and i can read that and give you a little time to scroll and do whatever you need perfect because i'm scrolling it okay keep scrolling 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 yeah i won't um i won't say who it was because they didn't ask me to or whatever but this uh email says I got pulled over, read the riot act because I was driving a friend home. He was drunk, I was sober, but he had a bottle of vodka in a backpack on the floor in front of him. We were each given a $500 ticket. They stopped me because it was 2.30 a.m. and I was the only person on the road and he wanted to check us out. Mm-hmm. I was driving to a Taco Bell for food for my friend. Yeah, that sounds right. That, is that a legitimate reason to be pulled over? Uh, I no, just want to check you out. Definitely not, but it happens. It does happen. It does happen, I that's have, for sure. I have been pulled over in a similar manner. I w- have been in a vehicle that was pulled over in a similar manner. Yeah. It's like, uh, uh, we know you're only doing four miles an hour over, but uh, we know you're doing it on cruise control because we've been following you. And uh, Oh, by the way, uh, I really like that you signaled before... Uh, changing lanes you you got really great uh, lane management actually oh great well then why the fuck did you pull me over why are we here sir are we a danger to anybody else on the road well you know it's kind of uh it's kind of late at night you know and, uh, I notice you got a little peace sign on your bumper like <sighs> by the way a very nice like only Just... silver it looked like it could have been the mercedes logo but it was a peace sign kind of yeah a thing. it was very tasteful 
Never again. No, nothing on the car ever. Again. I don't put uh fucking Gary Johnson on the bumper. I don't put fucking <laughs> certainly not. Uh, tits out for Harambe on the bumper. I don't put. God if you can America, read this, even. get the fuck off my ass on the bumper. I don't put an American flag on the bumper. I don't put shit on the bumper. Nothing. Don't put anything on your bumper. It's stupid. It can only harm you. Only harm you. Even if it's just you get your fucking car keyed in the parking lot because somebody disagrees with Calvin pissing on whatever he's pissing on. Like, yeah. wh- why even poke the bear in that sense? Which it's your vehicle, you know. If you poke, if your guy likes to poke the bear, either do it to somebody's face with your own face, or do it on social media. Everything else, fuck it, dude. Just keep the fucking bumper stickers away from your car. It's just a bad idea. I don't care what it says. Unless you love and live for a confrontation with Even the if it's like, I suck two cops' penis at a time, it's still a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. It's still a bad idea. Uh, I wanted to relay this one from the chat. Blitz kind of typed in the chat. First time I ever got pulled over, two squad cars power slid to block the road in front of me and another behind me, LOL. Epic. Oh. He says, I had three, co- uh, three friends in the car with me and we all had contraband, but... I held my hands out the window and took charge. I'm exiting the vehicle. There was a woman cop in charge trying to prove herself in front of the male cops, and she was being a bitch. But somehow I managed to mosey the convo away from my car, and they didn't even search it. Miracle! Oh, yeah. Strike. Yes. (laughs) That's awesome. So thank you, Blitz. That is epic. Got him away from them police, man. And never consent to search. Never consent to search. Never consent to search. Make them get that freaking drug dog there. Or even better yet, make them just fucking break the law to search you and then it can get thrown out with court. See, this is the thing about, and I'm going to tell all of my listeners this right now because I care about you, okay? There are two kinds of legal fights that happen. There are the ones like during the encounter or arrest or whatnot- and then there are the ones in a courtroom with a guy you pay to represent you as your lawyer, okay? And the first fight is not one that you ever swing in, ever, never. When I'm going to quiz you real quick. When do you swing in that fight? Never. Never. That's correct. Don't touch a bat. Don't touch the bat. Don't put your fists up. Yes, sir. No, sir. Look at your feet, sir. And that's it. Don't answer questions. Tell them I need my attorney present before I'm going to answer any questions. And that's it. And if you just say that, don't go on about, oh, I know my rights. I know my rights. As soon as I hear somebody on some fucking cop show say they know their rights, I immediately know they're full of shit. Because if you know your rights, you shut your fucking mouth. That's right. You look at your feet. You say, yes, sir, no, sir. I don't know, sir. And that's it. That's just it. Okay? And then whatever they do, you can fight it on the other end, but you fight it in the courtroom. You fight it with... uh, uh, the, the the attorneys, I'll just put it as politely as possible. You fight it with your attorney, okay? That's where you fight it. And yeah, if the cops break the law or violate your rights, like, make a note of it. If you can record it, that's perfect. But you don't fight it. You don't say, oh, you can't do that, I know my rights! Because they don't give a shit. They really don't. They're allowed to lie to you, they're allowed to manipulate you. And they've seen it all before. I see these sovereign citizen guys all the time. And, like, it's kind of cool to be, like, a tough guy on a YouTube video. But just shut up. Yes, sir, no, sir. The guy is at work, okay? So he's just, like, on the job. Imagine you at work, all right? 
Yeah. So in a cop interaction, you're the customer and the cops at work, right? So you automatically suck. Yeah. You're just another thing to deal with. And I'm saying like all cops do it all ways. But what I am saying is if you conduct yourself this way every time, you maximize your chances of keeping your butthole nice and tight and not stretched out by the legal system. Anyway, that's my rant on uh, knowing your rights. How about a voicemail? All right, let's listen to one. Hit it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I just did, actually. And now I'm getting into it. So nice. Oh, yeah. Bowl after bowl. Sir Spencer, Dame Lorian, you bring so much goodness into my life. So much inspiration. I get excited just to listen to you both. And I just thought I'd call and tell you that. And I'm looking forward to yet another show. Before you know it, it will be the blink of an eye and 50 episodes out. And then you're 100, and you'll be on the NA stream or any other stream you want to be. You know why? Because we create our reality. Yeah. We project, and reality is perception and vice versa. I say it a lot. And you are projecting so much positive, good vibes and inspirational vibes out into the ether and into our world. Really appreciate it. You are the bomb. I love you both. Thank you. Bye. Get high every day. Oh, oh yeah. Quirkas, we love you. Love, love, love you. Smoke weed every day. Also, that's such another great ISO she has provided us. Bye. Get high every day. Oh, yeah. Killing it. She is going to be the greatest. I We so appreciate your voicemails. You have no idea. Greatest voicemail, Leva. We actually got a few rolling in, man. All right. Here's another one about being pulled over. Um, I'm going a bit out of order, so don't anybody panic. All of these will be played. Well, the, the first time that I've ever been pulled over, I was making a right where I shouldn't have making, made a right, and I was pulled over by a cop on a, a, a mounted cop on a, on a horse. Oh, Whoa. my God. Ain't that some Canadian-ass shit? And that's, uh, that's how that happens. <laughs> So just, just don't drive nice cars, oh. and that's how you not get pulled over, unassuming. There you go. That is solid advice, too. A nice car is a huge target. Yeah. A car that's uh, any color other than, like, black or white or blue or even red is pushing it. If you have a red car, you pay more in insurance. Did you know that? I did know that. Ludicrous, but true. And that's one of the reasons just like John and Adam pick red background art for the show more often, cops pick red cars to be pulled over more often. Why? Nobody knows. Insurance camp companies don't really give a shit why. They just know the numbers. Mm. And so they say, well, you know, we know that because you have a red car, you have a more chance of getting pulled over. And so you're going to have to pay us more per month. Ludicrous. But being pulled over on a horse? Epic <laughs> yeah, shit, Yeah, that is dude. epic. Epic shit. Still sucks, though. I know how it is to be over. turning right out of the incorrect lane. I actually got T-Bone doing that one time. Ooh. Uh, which is a pretty epic story, actually, because I was taking my friend to work at McDonald's. Uh, and this is just before I went to college, so it actually ended up 
in my estimation, working out a little better because it ended up that I didn't have a car going to college. And I think that kept me out of a lot of trouble personally because I had to walk everywhere, you know? Sure. You can't, like, for instance, drive drunk if you don't have a car, which is great. Not that I really would have, but I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, thinking back to my life in college uh, and had I had a car versus had I not had a car, like, it's there's no way to know, but I think that the shenanigans probably would have been higher potential with a car. For sure. But regardless, I was turning right out of the left lane. This is like a two-lane divided highway, uh, and the McDonald's is on the right. So I'm in the left lane, so I have to cross a lane and turn right because I kind of forgot where the hell I was or whatever. wasn't paying attention. Um, and I had plenty of time, really. There was a car behind me coming up in that lane, but the problem was a kid was looking down texting. So I signaled and like tried to boot it oh. over, but he was texting, didn't even see me, didn't hit the brakes, and just boom hit my uh, passenger side, pretty much bumped my homie right on the head (laughs) against the window. His head bonked off the window. But he was okay. He went to his shift and worked his McDonald's shift. Oh, wow. Uh, But I did have like a little baggie that that had had a weed brownie in it. But I had eaten all the weed brownie. There was still a little, some crumblies, you know, but whatever. But I just kind of pitched it in the trash because like, well, fuck that. Well, some fucking Nancy is sitting on the side of the road, saw me do that, and told the cops. <gasps> and so there's this cop, Barney, who is like one of the more infamous cops in the uh, town, Ma- mainly because his name, but also he was like the, the, he was the chief eventually, but he was always like a head guy, and he would be on like a lot of scenes, you know what I mean? So it's no surprise that he got up there. So he comes like strutting over to me with this bag that I had thrown in the trash that had contained... <laughs> A pot brownie. Uh, although I wasn't going to say anything like that. And he says to me, oh, what's this all about? And I said, oh, that's just a bag I had with me for my lunch. And I had cake with my lunch. Because it was true. I mean, I did have the brownie with my lunch. It was <laughs> packed with my lunch. But he was like, why, why, why are you all throwing it out in the trash? I'm like, because I, I, I was done with it. I was finished with it. I just threw it out. Like, there was a trash can right there. I don't know what you want to and he kind of could tell, like, there was really nothing he could do about it. But he also felt uh, like he had to, like, wave it in my face and shit, you know? So I was already going to get a failure to, like, use the lane correctly ticket and all this other shit traffic-wise, you know what I mean? So he was just trying to, like, put the screws to my thumbs. So he was just like, well, let's just say I won't taste any. And I just go, uh, good, because it's been in the trash. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, don't taste any. It's been in the trash, man. Come on. You just pulled that out of the trash can. Uh, oh, we have a follow-up voicemail from that caller. All right. And also, um, you you can get pulled over in your own driveway. Oh? I don't know if you if anybody's ever had that happen to them, but that is possible. Thank you. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> did you get pulled over in your own driveway? If you did, give us a call at 816-607-3663. I'm not trying to dox anyone, but that's definitely Carolyn, isn't it? <laughs> yeah thank you carolyn getting pulled over in your own pulled driveway up. that's fun okay so here's another one okay that we got and Let's this listen. this will be my last voicemail on the clip right now unless you fill it up at 816-607-3663 like this caller did oh keep it up oh yeah oh god keep it up yes keep it up oh shit keep it up oh just keep keep going Oh, just a little further. Oh, yes, I've never seen anybody ride a unicycle like that. Oh, oh. 
<laughs> Unicyclist. My God. Oh, my God. Obscene and absurd. You know, that <laughs> unicycle rig uh, content kind of belongs behind the curtain, if you ask me. Yeah, definitely. You want to move behind the curtain? We might as well take a little uh, trip behind the curtain. Let's see if I have a little... Uh... Oh, that's not the curtain. That's the wrong curtain. I had an idea, but then I just realized that's not going to work. So I have a different idea. You want to go with my different idea? Yeah, or I can uh, transform into my true Foley artist self. Hey, just come, on, just come over here. Okay, all right. Step, let's go uh, step with me behind this curtain. I will. Thank you. Thank you for moving the beads for me. All right. We're safe back here. Everyone's over okay. 18. Yep. We're going to smoke some weed. That's right. Get your bowls ready for a simultaneous spark. Uh, we have all kinds of stuff, but I kind of talked a little bit on the pre-show. I was busy trying to get these Adela clips going, which we also have to get to. Yeah. But that's great behind the curtain. Uh, and Lorian was like, I'm sick of hearing that same old coom that you've had since restarting the show, this one. Um, um, um. And we had just resurrected a bunch of old content off of an old laptop that had been dormant for maybe four or five years, something like that. About as long as our hiatus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you liked the coom in it. Oh, yeah. I said, uh, what a what a vivacious coom. <laughs> I mean, the full the use, section but... is kind of intense. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow, that's like an operatic ending. Oh, that's that good sex right there. <laughs> that's like an operatic ending. Mm. So, of course, that's a, like a long piece that's probably too long. Just too long. So we... Uh, so you broke it down. Slipped it down. Oh, Economic Hitman just left, and I have a bunch of ISOs he gave me, too. Oh. I didn't even see you come in. Mr. Hitman, Mr. Hitman. Gonna have to download the rest. He's like, y'all are cooming in here. You ain't even playing the shit I gave you. What's going on? What's going on? It's really good stuff, too. You know, it's funny stuff. There's uh, this. It is on, folks. It is on. It is on. It's trying to getting it on behind the curtain. It is on behind the curtain. My name is John McAfee. That's the one I picked because I just need to set people straight. My name is John McAfee. McAfee. Not the way I used to say it. McAfee. McAfee. But he gave me some good ones. It's not racist. It's a fact. Fact. Treasure trove, that man. That's where the skunk train goes. Oh, yes. Behind the curtain. Yes, the skunk train goes right behind the curtain, man. Who's cutting off people's heads? Who's bombing buildings? It's the Muslims. <laughs> he gave me that one, too. So, Yeah, you heard it from Economic Hitman. We're going to be adding those to the regular rotation, but we're going to save it until he leaves the chat. Oh. <laughs> and turns the stream off in disgust. Well. If you ever hear this again, Economic Hitman, thanks. Thanks for the ISOs. Yeah, we'll use them. We will use them. He also has a Lone Wolf one, <gasps> kind of for me specifically, but I haven't loaded it yet because I have to. I thought I got them all transferred. So here's another thing, just a hot tip. Uh, if you send in clips, you can save me a step by sending them in as uh, WAV files. Give me the WAVs. Because um, my <laughs> Blitz has his volume cranked up while we're doing coom noises. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to ruin everybody's, uh, I'm just kidding. What am I fucking saying? I'm not yeah, sorry we... at all. There's some more for you. Porn voiceover. <laughs> That's the job I'm looking for. Yeah. 
You could do that pretty easily. Yeah. <laughs> you can smash a grapefruit up next to the microphone. Oh, like, oh yeah. That's a great clip. <laughs> That's not the noise, but... <gasps> slobbering noises. The slobbery noises. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you want to roll... I know you clipped all these Adela I... clips out real nice, but yeah. do you want to, like, lead into them or what? what's... Cause yes, of course. Because you know the situation now. Yeah. <laughs> I only know what I know. I don't know the whole thing, but... Well, fair enough. I was... But you did a deeper dive on it. I did a deeper dive than you, for sure. I was really upset to find out that a truly inspiring cannabis activist is potentially facing a decade in prison. She lives in Missouri. Her name's Adela Wisdom. She was running to be representative for the 3rd Congressional District. And you know what happened when she announced she was running? She got raided. Politically hit political hit job i think it's very bad for our country but her story pops up again because she was raided in the last two weeks for a second time and what was she doing she was destroying some hemp plants that were growing in her yard she lives on acreage out in the middle of nowhere and you know what happened there were helicopters flying overhead and drones flying in and she had the whole Mustang Drug Task Force of Callaway County. She had the National Guard. She had local law enforcement, sheriffs, and cops. And they brought their drones, and they all showed up. They forced her to get into the car, and an hour later, someone came up to her and said, we have a warrant to search your property. So they made her wait in a vehicle while they got a warrant to search her property. That's not cool. It's just messed up. Adela and her husband... They're both facing up to 10 years in prison for a plant, which it's 2020, people. This has to stop. And you're talking like uh, like a wild ditch weed, basically? I don't know for certain. Okay. That was my understanding, listening to her talk and reading about it. So are these uh, in which, a certain order? Or? It's Yeah, I mean, they're one through 11, so they go in order okay. <laughs> of the numbers. Yeah. But it's just... I'm so upset, dude. I'm so upset. Adela has been... She worked on Prop 215 in California. She's been an activist for over 20 years. Like, she's been working on this. And she was one of the funnest people we ever met. She ran POW 420, coincidentally. And um, that's a great site. It's a huge database. You can go on there and look up your state and see who's sitting in prison for... um, you know, pot offenses and what you can do to try and help and get them out. And now she's going to be on that list, like potentially, hopefully not. Yeah. But it's just so upsetting. You know, it's just a plant. No one does violent things when they get high on pot. You know, it's, there's no reefer madness. Just hit me with a clip. Just hit me with a clip. Well, I got a whole other version of mass when a plainclothes officer comes onto your property with a ski mask, sunglasses, and a hat pointing a gun at your face. And so we want to talk about police violence and we want to talk about that. Does there any ever a time where it is justified for a law enforcement officer to point a gun at somebody's face because of a plant? And I'm not being charged with cultivating. I'm being charged with manufacturing of a controlled substance. And that's because they want to perpetuate the rhetoric and propaganda because my charges are equal to a meth lab jesus christ yeah and just some background this was a video stream podcast i'm not sure what to call it um called voluntary option with peter yeeple and adam kokesh that she was on 
okay. talking about Kokish, these clips. Kokish, I'm familiar with. One of the libertarian guys. Now, it wasn't just some people coming. I'm talking Mustang Task Force, National Guard, local law enforcement officers flying over drones. They're bringing ATVs into my property. They use Jody Pichel, the assessor's office, to merge three parcels of land that I have so that their warrant only incorporated one. It says commonly known as, well, my address is out there, 9942 Shran Lane, but the property they raided is 9969 Ginny Lane. They didn't even have a warrant when they raided me. They held me in a car for an hour until they could get one. And ironically, it's the same officer who signed my warrant the first time with no evidence seized. He thought, ha ha ha, funny, let's write 420 on her paperwork. So I've made somebody extremely mad. I was raided right after I announced I was running for Congress. Because to be honest with you, they're terrified. The DEA is 100% asset forfeiture funded. They are scared of change. And they know somebody like me who's intelligent, who perpetuates what they think is a stereotype until I open my mouth. They're scared. That's true. Adele is really great at like turning everybody on their head because she does look exactly like what you'd think the average weed hippie activist looks like. She's got the big fat dreads and everything, you know, like the unassuming hippie, like awesome dresses. Like, yeah, you know how hippie chicks wear those like summer dresses. Funky, awesome clothes. She also. And she's right, too. Then she like talks to you and you're like, oh, my God, it's not like uh, what you expect when she opens her mouth. She can articulate like anything and everything and typically does. Yeah. And it's very disarming if you're expecting something else. We first, more background, we met her at a Prohibition Day event. Do you remember that? Yeah. What year was that? I was in St. Louis, and that would have been, oh my. 2014? That sounds right. I think it was before Candy Cup. Yeah, 2014. Must have been 2014, because it was like a repeal day thing, right? That's right, repeal day. So it was in October is when that is, I want to say, when Prohibition was repealed. I don't know exactly. Right off the top of my head, but yes. But she had her. She had her. All of her POW 420 info. Yep. And she had a bunch of. Um. Yeah, I think it was fall because she had Christmas cards, and she was having everyone write a Christmas card to uh, a 420 POW in mm-hmm. prison. You know, send them some cheer. And what I found when I got arrested was that there was not a medic on the weekend. So despite the fact that I take daily medication, they weren't going to be able to give me my meds on the weekend. They were going to charge me $15 a day to give me my medicine, $45 every time I was give, they, I gave them medicine to process it. So not only were they not able to substantiate like my like taking care of like my meds, they weren't able to just take care of me in general. They left the door open when I was naked in front of male inmates and in front of male guards. They patted me down in a clear nightgown without giving me clothes in front of a male inmate that I later found out that was mentally unstable, even though I was asked to, I asked them to take me into another room. I only knew he was mentally unstable because the nurse came out and started making a mockery of him and laughing when I said to her, isn't this a violation of your HIPAA oath? There's no reason I should know about anybody else's medical um, diagnosis. Well, HIPAA, HIPAA, HIPAA rules have been suspended as well as the Constitution since this whole epidemic has started. <laughs> Good point. Yeah, I had to leave that point in there. But doesn't that just make you sick? Yeah, it's it's pretty ludicrous. And the thing is that it's an obvious it's an obvious political hit. That's what's going on here. They're harassing her because she's running for Congress, and they want to make an example out of her. You know? Yeah, I know. It's just whether awful. or not 
I mean, she might even be right in that they're legitimately afraid that she's going to, like, make splashes and waves in the election itself, you know what I mean? Like, if they can't, you know, laugh her off the stage, then they're just going to, like, throw her in the paddy wagon and haul her off that way. It's it's absolutely ludicrous. It just made me... It's like, it's in another clip, so just keep playing the clips. Yes, absolutely. I don't want to... I can name Jason Andrews and Paula Ahuff. Not only were they medical marijuana cardholders, they were state cardholders that were raided, arrested, and incarcerated. People don't understand that MMJ laws are all bad because they create what we call an affirmative defense, meaning the burden of proof That's is right. the defendant to prove they complied with the law. Thus, raids, arrests, and incarceration is valid because I don't get to bring any of this up until I go to a jury trial. Yeah, that's that's a good point. And we kind of make that point a lot on the show of how, like, you know, grain of salt, we take these weed legalization initiatives. Like, it's bad still. It's bad in a lot of ways. The main way being what she said. Like, now it's regulated, and so you have to adhere to these regulations, and the burden of proof is on you to prove that you did adhere to these regulations. And even if you did adhere to these regulations, they can still, you know, show up, rage you, smack you, and uh, make you prove you didn't, you know? Like, just drag you to court anyway so you can prove that you're innocent. And another problem is that, you know, the, the the passage of this also just, there's more laws instead of less laws, you know? rather right. than Rather than cutting a law out that is unjust, we add all these new laws. Put up ropes as like, well, yeah, the weed, okay, you can do weed, but you have to stand over here and you have to buy it like this. And yeah, you have to, it has to be done grow it like way. this and you can only buy it from these guys that we said were all right. And then you pay us a fee in taxes as you do it. And like, it's just like, can we, can we do it the freedom way though? Yeah. I'd like to get to the freedom way because a lot of the stoners already do it the freedom way anyway. And so they're like, well, what the fuck is this? You know, I saw a story recently. It said boomers smoke more medical weed than millennials. It's like, yeah, well, fucking millennials probably know a guy. Yeah. God damn. And more boomers sign up. And boomers are like, oh, well, they can get it legally. I can get it legally. Now. Get it legally. And that's another bad thing about the weed laws. It's like, no, you fucking can't. It's legal in your state and you have a little card and you go to the shop, but it's still Schedule 1, federally illegal everywhere. So with your little fancy legal weed, you it's not legal, even for you. Yeah, you're in Denver. Yeah, it's still not legal. Yep. Need the federal overhaul. In this... I didn't clip this, I don't think, but just an interesting tidbit. She was talking about caregivers caregivers in Missouri charging people for their setup, for yeah. their grow, for everything. You're a caregiver. You're taking care of them. It's not a... Yeah. I never thought of it like that. I was blown away to hear the caregiver was charging their patient, I guess. Well, to have a fair counterpoint to that, like, yes, okay, you're correct, but um, even, let's say, you are a caregiver in a strictly medical sense, to the oldest, saddest cancer patient lady that you can imagine, okay? That's still not free... No, there's a lot of... ...to go over and help and do, and your time as well. So there is there is a sense of there's probably a reasonable thing to charge. Um, and then having said that, a lot of caregivers are, you know, just growers helping people grow, and a lot of patients are just people getting weed. Sure, you know? yeah. So there's another aspect to this. Uh, we, we don't want to make the fallacy that every 
medical card holder is some elderly stage four terminal cancer patient, sweet old grandma, you know, like everybody's a card holder who smokes weed pretty much. Right. Like that's how these medical systems roll out anyway. So I get the sentiment. I totally get the sentiment, but I feel like that's based a lot on a false premise. Okay. And I also think like it's not wrong to ask for compensation, even if you're doing something good, you know? Yeah, definitely. And it, it might be better. It might be more. Uh, it might be better karma, let's say, to go value for value and just say, "Hey, I'm going to do this for you, and like whatever you can do for me, help me out." Like our show, and like you know, the No Agenda show, yeah, and sure. everyone else. It's just like, well, we're just going to do this for you, unassuming, and like if you can help us out on the back end, like that would be great. Just like whatever it gives to you, give to me. It's probably a little tougher, maybe, to pull off as a caregiver, but like. You know, if you like, say, hey, throw me bud from the harvest or something, I'm sure there's something. You know, you can work something out. Yeah. And I don't really think that's wrong to ask or expect that of, of someone if you're going to be their caregiver. But I also... I agree it's not wrong. I was looking at it from a limited scope. And I was... Honestly, I kind of associate the word caregiver with, like, family member. Sure. Well, and <laughs> Someone that's in the your thing. household. Like, that, uh, someone in your household. That's another thing that I'm saying is, like, there are caregivers out there who are that type of caregiver too i guarantee it yeah and if you're just growing for a f- member of your family who's sick who you already take care of then yeah you're not going to charge them money because you already take care of them right you already do that so there's that aspect of it too like i wouldn't just go blanket condemning everybody who charges to be a caregiver because that's like free market it's it's free market <laughs> capitalism it's also there has to be some sort of compensation yeah well there's definitely costs <laughs> you know it's not like the Salvation Army here, necessarily. Yeah. Well, anyway, moving along. There has to be a time when we start taking personal responsibility. When is it going to change when somebody goes to my jury and actually exercises jury nullification? When they start Absolutely. taking civil responsibility for themselves. It's not just the book that's going to grant me rights. You're right. Because if I don't use it, I'm going to lose it. And that's what's happening all across this nation. Why didn't you let him search your house if you didn't have anything to hide? Because once I give them that right, I lose that right. And we need to remember that. Yes, that comes back to our first time we got pulled over. Right. Trap. If you're if you're riding dirty, always refuse a search. If you're riding clean, always refuse a search. If you're riding, always refuse a search. Because you can and because you should. Just on basic principle, no matter whether you're doing something right or wrong. If you have nothing to hide, you still have a right to defend. You still have a right to defend. And that's like what really weakens it. Kind of makes me feel bad too, like slipping on masks at times and like just rolling over like a little bitch and not giving a shit because I don't want to have the fight, you know, which I've done several times, but it never feels good. And it's really like, because it's not good. It's like, I'm contributing to this wrong thing that's happening right now just by like complying because I'm lazy. The Cheech and Chong era is over. The time for joking is done. We needed to get our foot in the door. So be it, we did. But to keep making a mockery and just ha ha, even commercials where they got this stuff where they're wiping themselves down so they could go to their parole officer and not smell like pot. That's not funny. And the fact that we continue to perpetuate it as a joke and stoners as somebody who are less than, but we got Olympic gold medalists who have admitted to using cannabis. Yeah. She has a point there for sure. It's frustrating too to be on the like uh, as a frontline activist who is like putting it in on all the stuff throughout the any given like legislative and election cycle because I've been there. Right. And it is tough, man. But one thing I will say is you can never lay down the laughter. You can never 
lose the ability to laugh at yourself, even as the world laughs at you, it's still important. It's still fucking important to laugh, and you cannot throw that out. That's what I was going to say. You can't. I was going to say, laughter is the best like bandwagon medicine. Everyone needs it. You got to be able to laugh. There's a certain there's a certain defense too in like being funny and having it be comedy and having it just be a laugh. Like it's it's actually even though it seems demeaning and it seems to miss the point, um, a lot of it does and a lot of it does by design. But it's a good distraction for people who don't get it, and it's a good uh, way to disarm people who don't get it. To just be like, oh, this is a funny thing because. Funny is harmless. Funny takes it away from being this scary thing. You can make it, to people who don't know shit about fucking weed, you can make it funny or you can make it scary. You can't Mm. make it any of the other two things. Uh, Anything other than those two things, I should say. That's such a good point. I also am a member of the Oklahoma Native American Church as someone who doesn't claim any ethnic affiliation, just the religious affiliation. And I use that in part to defeat four drug felonies and a misdemeanor in Texas earlier this year. With the religious offense, they were charging me with four felonies and a misdemeanor. The misdemeanor was the cannabis possession. The felonies were tampering, mushrooms, cocaine, and DMT. And I beat it all down to uh, pre-trial diversion, which basically came out to $180 fine. Hmm. In Texas. On a religious defense? Yes. What religion is this man? The religion of mushrooms and cocaine? <laughs> Oklevueha, O-K-L-E-V-U-E-H-A, uh-huh. Native American church. Ah, uh, okay. Like sacrament. Interesting. Hmm. I, I have a lot of thoughts about that, but like they're all so combobulated and I don't really want to like spit things raw out necessarily um, when I'm talking out of school. Sure. Because I don't know certain things and I would have to make assumptions in order to say like what my initial reactions Anything. to that is. Yeah. I just So to... I will do research before I run yeah. my fucking mouth on it. But um, I've never heard I've never heard that before. That's interesting. Me neither. Very... And my husband's been my caregiver for a better part of 12 years. I was in a severe accident, so I didn't walk for a year and then I didn't walk without assistance for four years. So he's been legally my caregiver. Yeah, he's facing charges as well. That's where my perspective on it came from. Sure. Well, that and that makes sense. Thinking of it in that limited context. If if your husband's your caregiver, then yeah, they're not charging you or else like (laughs) you need a new husband. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. Like, yeah. I mean, you're filing taxes jointly. Okay, so you're not paying me for services rendered, even though they're worth a lot. Hey, 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 hey. A lot of services rendered goes both ways. A lot of services rendered. <laughs> I will pay for your fucking wood so that I don't have to smell it. That's right. Missouri is the number one for women's incarceration in the nation. We have more people, more women in prison in Missouri than any other state. Seventy percent of all women incarcerated in Missouri are in there for drug offenses. We have a 70% recidivism rate. Yeah, that's unacceptable. Yeah. That is not the categories you want to be leading in as a state. No. And there's so many, like, freedom categories that we win on that something like that is atrocious. Yeah, needs to change. And, I, you know, that's another problem is the way it's moving is it's moving in, like, city centers and urban centers and not in the rural centers as much or as quickly. And uh, it's just the way that policing has been conducted ever since the war on drugs began it has just shifted so hard to drugs and she made another good point about like they have to be panicking with their hair on fire regarding all the moves on civil asset forfeiture 
as a whole, as well as on pot legalization, because it's such a constant money stream for them to be able to come in, take your shit, charge your property with the crime, confiscate it, make you prove the innocence of your property. Like, it's such a fucking cash cow. And now that it's going to be running out, like, these morons that are, like, defund the police, really, they should just go after a civil asset forfeiture, and that would, like, cut a lot of the slush funds down to nothing. Yeah, but even better, help change the laws that are creating Yeah, I mean, it's that. it's got to be on all fronts, the attack, but... The... Well, you know, like if you're driving a car and you smoke a joint, that's the gateway to your car being searched. Yeah, well, there is that for sure. It's the most potent of the drugs and or drugs. It's a plant, you know? Right. It's so potent, but... Well, it just it's so stinky and smelly, yeah. has that smell that you just always instantly recognize. That's right. The 0.3%, this arbitrary number, which differentiates cannabis sativa L from hemp, it's farce it's fake it doesn't exist and it happened and started in france and in europe where a seed company was able to get it to 0.8 percent and lobbied and petitioned the government to give them like a license and thus it became a monopoly and Mm -hmm. then they got it down to 0.3 percent this gentleman mr mohammed alosi from the university of mississippi along with several other scientists here in america thus have created the difference and are putting that in and use the farm bill on the federal level to do so. It's a joke because if you're gonna grow a CBD product, regardless if it's 0.3 or 0.4, you're growing it for medicinal purposes. That is cannabis grown for medicinal use. That is not industrialized hemp. Definitely Industrialized hemp is byproduct and textiles. Yep. Yeah, we've talked about that on the show before too. It's like the whole joke of CBD and what it is. Yeah. She's right, it's just another scam that's been run uh, but now that there, now there's just so much science and so many people have been taught that they like depend on CBD medicine and like, you know, it's like, well, you depend on cannabis medicine, That's right. but you're able to get it because these guys figured out a loophole for themselves that they carved out called CBD, 50 state legal, you know, <laughs> this crap. And it's going to be a, can- it's going to be a cannabis medicine and it's going to be probably a little less effective than like a full plant medicine of an honest plant. Not necessarily especially if you're relying specifically on CBD, the component, because there's no limit on the CBD and some of the strains and some of the products contain a lot of it. So if, if there is a subset of people who really do see a lot of benefit from CBD and can get a good source of it, but I guarantee there's a lot more people who take CBD and it helps them who would find that full plant medicine would help them even more and they'd probably have to take less of it. Yeah, that's why you just got to... It's also nice as an option for people who don't like THC heavy stuff, you know. Sure. Well, it's great to have options, but free market, whole plant. The whole plant. Just whole plant. The whole plant is definitely, and that's why all these steps. It's almost like we need to take one step, right? We need to take the step from prohibition to the repeal of prohibition. That's it. One simple step. We did it with alcohol. Yeah. Now do it. And the world did not fucking crumble and burn to the ground. In fact, it had been doing that and kind of stopped crumbling and burning to the ground quite as rapidly and as much right during the repeal of Prohibition and the things that that brought. You know, that ended a lot of violence, the repeal of Prohibition. So that's the one step that we need to take. It's very simple. And instead, I even catch myself saying it. I probably should just stop saying it less. Like, any step in the, you know, it's a step in the right direction. But really, it's like a little, like... 
baby step that isn't a step. It's like shuffling your feet over this way. It's like a sidestep. It's like, all right, well, it's still illegal. But if you're going to do it, you got to do it this way. It's harder to change or overturn a bad law than to just make sure we're moving forward with one good one. It's true. And the the thing is, we didn't need to write a single fucking law about it. We just needed to repeal the bad laws. That was all that had to happen. That's still all, that's that, has still all that has to happen. That's still all that has to happen. That's right. Just remove the ones that say I get kicked in the head for having a plant around. Just take all of those off of the books that says I can't do this. Take them away. Take them off. An expunge. Just see what happens. Just see what happens. Yeah. Maybe you have unforeseen consequences of this or this or this. Who knows? Making a lot of money in your economy. And you, <laughs> Stimulate and the you economy. deal with that as it comes up. Then you legislate. Like, okay, say like, oh, everyone's driving high now and it's like a fucking accident crisis and the numbers go up and we're watching another ticker on the TV every night, right? Then legislate that at that point. But don't build this big-ass monopoly infrastructure that you can sneak your crony capitalist friends into and then call it legalization, call it like a repeal of the prohibition. Prohibition is still in place. I think most cannabis laws are written by bad people. I mean, I think Dennis Perone probably wrote the most simplistic amendment that ever went out, People's Initiative, which was 215. And he put something in there that Jack Hare told him to do because Jack was like, dude, we don't really want to take this medical bit. We just really need to fight it. Let's start with teaching people about hemp. And once people understand and know the plant, medical will be super easy to transway into. And it would have been when we created Prop 215 or any other ailment which cannabis causes relief which is great. And then we could have also put in, don't allow any arrest. And so those are super simple right. things that anybody could have put in. Right. Yep. She's, she's totally right, man. And like, we've kind of tried to explain a little bit of why we got discouraged in the movement and why we ended up walking away in like 16 yeah. and why we had like totally just fucking disappeared off the radar. But it's like, if you're in the room for long enough and paying attention for long enough and like actually trying to do things and get involved and take on more positions of responsibility, there's a gate that you smack into through which you cannot pass unless you sell your soul to one of these fucks. Yeah. Unless you are going to be lockstep with some team that already operates, you can't, you're not, you're not desirable as an independent thinker, as an independent person. Yeah, no, it's just, you know. And she's right, man. All of the people that write these laws have alternate agendas at play, and they enrich themselves off of the backs of regular people who just are trying to smoke weed. It's a very simple thing. It's called smoking weed, okay? And a huge chunk of the country does it every fucking day. And it can be funny, and it can be serious. It can be both simultaneously. It can be a paradox. It can be what it isn't and what it is. But, I mean, if not now, when? You know, the time is like way past due. And the reason it hasn't come to fruition, I think, is like we just keep losing sight of what the target is. You know, when we go to Denver and then we see a pot shop, then the target changes to a pot shop, to mm. an Apple store pot shop. You know? Yeah. Because, dude, it's great. If you've been to one of these places, it's great. Well, it's like it feels it's, like going to a new country. It's the shit. It is fantastic. The butt is delicious. Everything is labeled, tested. It's all yeah. way too expensive, but that's another thing. But then you lose sight of what the goal is, which is repeal of prohibition. That's right. And you do not have that, and you're not getting it. You're not getting it with medical, and you're not getting it with full rec. You're not getting it with any of these laws that it's changed to. 
that's not what's going on. Even with a federal change, it's different. You know, it's like a, it's, it's not a repeal of prohibition. No. And I just like a little bit of freedom, you know? Is that too much to ask? Shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. Freedom and liberty for all. Legalize fun. I did have a... Or open it back up, at least. I did have one submission from a listener who's just interesting, uh, anonymous listener, who sent in, I am so, I don't, I don't know shit about French, but La Fasse à l'école, I believe. So, a uh, listener was out combing the web looking for, like, dunce cap imagery that was in the public domain, working on a project, I assume, or something, and uh, stumbled across this, which is, like, a pornographic f- silent film from 1925, mm. and it's on the Wikimedia Commons, which is fantastic, because it's, you know, public domain. That's where the uh, listener was looking for this stuff. So, it starts off in a school... And there's like a teacher scribbling on the chalkboard. And then there's uh, this other girl. She's in the dunce cap. She's going to receive a spanking. She's over here. And her dunce cap is actually like a white cap with bunny ears on it. Rather than the traditional cone that we all think of. And so the teacher's hiking up her dress and spanking her bare ass. Uh, and then it says... Oh, the, the spanking <laughs> The spanking quickly transforms into a caressing. So they have the... Oh. It's a silent film. But there's the subtitles that come on, and those are in French, but then thank God they're English captions. So then she's just like pulling down the dress, exploring everything there. Uh, it keeps going. Eventually, they start, uh, she starts like munching on the carpet down there. The, head, well, this... the headmaster has to be called in. No, the headmaster walks in during inspections, is what happens. And he discovers all this going on, and he's like, Oh, great show. We'll do it your way. And now, like, everyone's getting their dress pulled off. And then it's, like, it's, like, all the way hardcore, like, everything you'd guess from, like, a modern porn. They're giving him the tongue up and down the shaft uh, treatment. He's doing the nippy sucks. I mean, it's, like, a group uh, group situation going on. 1925. Woo! Isn't that incredible? Porn. Porn never changes. <laughs> <laughs> oh! basically basically that's what i thought like filed under nothing new under the sun um so thanks for that we'll be sharing a great find it was a good find for sharing uh so of course i had to kind of like look around at what is the oldest you know what's the oldest one out there there you go chat that's that's the one i'm referring to yeah the oldest filmed the oldest filmed porno i guess and so you imagine there's a bunch of different ones because it's like, what exactly is porn? Um, but the first hardcore surviving porn, so this is another thing. There were certain films that were made, uh, and they got to be known as stag films because most of the shit was illegal. And so you'd have like an underground f- screening of this movie. And then every time that the cops got wind of it, they'd come in, they'd bust it up, they'd destroy the films and stuff. So mm. there's probably older stuff that's been destroyed. But the first one ever uh, is, of course, another French picture. Um, and now this doesn't list the name, but I have it pulled up on uh, X Hamster. It's like uploaded there. Oh, my God. I'm going to turn it down a bit. But, yeah, it's just like a piano uh, thing going on. And the the story might as well be a modern porno, dude. Like, the maid is sweeping the bed, right? And uh, then she's, like... Sits down on the bed, starts playing with herself with the vacuum, and also a dildo. And uh, 
then the married couple like eventually walk in and discover it and you can imagine where it goes from there she had no intention of stopping it's a menage a trois you've got some 69ing you've got you know spit roasting it could be their first threesome it could be their first threesome it's important to note that the, the first the I should say the oldest surviving pornography is a threesome scene ding 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 Fantastic. Fantastic. So thank you for uh, sending me down that lovely rabbit hole. Yeah, and thanks for hanging out with us here behind the curtain tonight. Yeah, that's right. It's been a very fun time, everyone. We went a little longer than our typical time, but uh, I almost I almost regret leaving that great Adela stuff to the end because I was really fired up about it, and it kind of reminded me of a lot of things that or let me say, it, like, finally articulated words, things that I've been trying to say for a long time and explanations, you know? Yeah. But she just comes at it with such a more depth of knowledge and more experience around it yeah. that she's been there, done that. And, like, I totally get... I'm not trying to say she's wrong when she's, like... I'm sick of fucking hearing jokes about stoners. Like... Well, especially she, when you're in that situation. I totally understand it. And I want it to be clear that when I make jokes about stoners and about myself and about others, it's not lost on me the reality of the situation that we face every day. And it's not out of disrespect that I do this. It's a celebration of who we are, okay? And I'm very proud. I'm very proud to use cannabis, okay? And if you think that's wrong, you can go fuck yourself. That's how I feel about it. You can say the same for a bunch of other shit. We everybody can stand up and crush beer cans on their head at a in a fucking parking <laughs> lot of a football game and be a hero. And yeah, you know what? I smoke pot. Do it frequently, so you can kiss my fucking ass. That's what it takes is all of us celebrating, you know, and standing up together, man. It is, and I didn't really want to necessarily go off the rails here or anything, but I mean, she was right, you know. She was right, and I see it. But I'm also not gonna stop having fun. Never. Always have fun. It's always got to be fun. And it's, you know, it's all in love, man. I'll stay updated on it. It's just important to remember there's Absolutely. people sitting behind bars for a plant still yes. in the year 2020. You got to keep it in your mind for sure. Well, thanks so much for sticking around with us for this special episode 35. I've been Spencer. And I've been Lorian. May your bowls burn ever brighter. We'll see you next Tuesday at 10 Central. I'm being baked. I'm being baked like a cake. Bowl after bowl till he's sick. It is on, folks. It is on.